0: welcome back everybody to the blazer victory podcast john duncan here and i'm joined as always with my co-host darian smith and uab was able to get it done again 34 to 20 <laughs> a-, a little closer than we thought over the charlotte 49ers darian but hey a win's a win and you know we've, we've got some things to get into yes we need to do some things better but buddy i'll take this win
1: <laughs> yeah you i mean yeah you always take a w you know um and win's and win, it wasn't it wasn't the the way we wanted the win to look. But you know, I got a little reassurance. I was just kind of looking, just looking at the tickers, and I saw that, you know, after playing us Georgia Southern, right? They haven't been as successful as they wanted to. But I just saw them, they took down a ranked uh 23 ranked James Madison team just then. So
0: Wow, I did not know that. Wow.
1: <laughs> right. So Georgia Southern beat them, so they let you know that you know hey it's and then they just lose to georgia state or something like that georgia Southern you, did.
0: yes they did yeah and that's the team that hey that this charlotte team beat that's their only wins against georgia state so
1: exactly you see how you know college football can be like that. so sometimes you got to take a step back and realize you know they they work too they go through off-season training they go through recruiting they put a lot of time in they work just like we do that they, they weren't they weren't predicted to have the year that they're having. Right. And um, you know, hey, that's that's a team and they got some good players over there too. So hey, you gotta take take a step back and amidst the frustration and say, okay, first a win's a win. We got the win. So now we can talk about whatever else. But hey, good job on the players for at least and the coaches uh for at least securing the dub.
0: Exactly. And it's also too that, you know, this is something that Darian, I don't think we even brought up on our uh, preview for the Charlotte game. But, hey, this is a Charlotte team that had a bye week. You know, they had two weeks to get ready for this UAB game. And, you know, you look at what we saw today, and we saw some things that we had not seen uh, looking at film for Charlotte for the year. You know, they kind of threw the whole kitchen sink at UAB. um, And did got in some weird formations where, I mean, you know, you look at the first touchdown they scored on UAB. I think it was a tight end or whatever, like wide open, like, I don't even think we realized that that guy was an eligible receiver, um, and that's kind of why I, you know, I'll have to go back and look at the film. But I think that's how they scored their first one. Like they really just kind of threw stuff at UAB in this game that, at least I hadn't seen at all. You know, watching Charlotte film through the through these first six games. I mean, I, granted, I didn't watch every game. I didn't watch all the William and Mary game. I didn't watch all the Maryland game. But I at least watched the UTEP game, and I don't remember seeing some of this stuff, you know, against when they played UTEP. So, you know, like you said, give give kudos to, hey, Charlotte, Um, and, you know, me and you were, you know, talking during the game, and it almost seemed like, at least for that first half, that Charlotte was a lot more physical than we had anticipated them being, especially on defense, man. Like, they kind of got after us.
1: Yeah, that was the thing that was, if it's anything that I'm um... – like disappointed about it'll be two things it's like I'm glad that we didn't have as many like we didn't we did good on the penalties and I think that saved us but we did have mental blunders like just straight out mental blunders but the physicality I was really disappointed because one thing that that I did see is like like uh, we uh we talked about on on when we do the uh, stretch runs Like one way to get TFLs is getting linebackers, getting people to knife through. Yeah, I saw a lot, like a way too much of Charlotte being able to get skinny, be physical, knife through. Like they they weren't playing with us. Like they were they was really physical with us. Or I don't know, they haven't shown that on film how physical Mm -hmm. they were. So was it us not being physical? They kind of took it to us, you know. And I I was not. Pleased with that part of it because I I started thinking of ways to beat UAB and I think they found a formula in the rice game. It's like you got to out UAB UAB. Yep. Yeah. So what you do is you Charlotte has been a fast tempo to the to the ball team. Let's go fast to the. I started almost laughing. I was like, When in the heck did they become a ball control? <laughs> right (laughs) right they they, they were taking their time getting up to the line and i said they 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 watched they spent time watching that rice film they are ball controlling nickel and diamond playing like kudos to them for like you said they kind of pulled out all the tricks and i'm pretty sure david reeves and that staff wasn't prepared i was not prepared for that i think that was a
0: good a good move they had Yeah, I think so, too. Um, But I'm glad, you know, on the bright side, I'm glad you brought up the penalties. Yeah, so UAB only had two penalties for 15 yards. So, you know, kudos, yes, and that's plain smart. Um, I thought UAB played really smart um, overall for the whole game. Um, But, I mean, yeah, I, I think you looked up at halftime and, Charlotte already had, like, six tackle for loss, like, six TFLs, and and it was exactly what you said. You know, they were just kind of knifing through on that uh, stretch zone, uh, outside zone, and stretch plays, and they were just straight up just beating us on the outside. Um, now, granted, I, I believe UAB was able to wear down <laughs> that Charlotte defense um, yes. over yeah. the course of the game. And, you know, you look at Debo, 29 carries, 137 yards, and two touchdowns, so, you know, was able to get him going, but... Honestly, Darren, like, my player of the game has got to go to Dylan Hopkins, man. Like, that dude came out and played. um, You look, 15 to 23 for 231 yards passing. But over 100 yards rushing, man, like, he – there was two, three – at least three times that there was no receiver open, and he just took it down and – Got the yard, got the first downs, and, hey, at the end, got that long touchdown, which I love to see, and just showed that burst of speed, you know, that we kind of talked about last week after the Middle Tennessee game. Yeah, I'm
1: going to start calling my man Damar Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I said, I know, like, okay, I I sat there and saw those same players catch T.J. Jones. Mm-hmm. They, they, T.J. Jones broke loose, but they caught him. They did not catch DeMar Jackson at the end of the game
0: (laughs) on the
1: 61-yard scamper. I'm like, man, we got to put some respect on this man's wheels.
0: I'm telling you, man.
1: I think Dylan is good. I think, like, so, you know, um, when we first start off, he is so good when he doesn't lock in and predetermine where he wants to go. So that that first play of the game when he threw the interception, you can clearly tell he was like, I'm going to throw
0: this downfield no matter what, I'm yolo. But honestly, dude, like he was open. Like, he, if he would have thrown it like two seconds earlier and threw it more of like a dart, mm-hmm. I think he would have got in. And, and I was talking with uh, my buddy Paul at halftime, too. And I think the wind might have got under that pass, too, and kind of held it up. And that maybe sailed on him a little bit. But I'm telling you, he was open for a split second. If he, if he would, if Dylan would have thrown that just a second or two sooner, we would have had a, the start just like we had against, uh, you know, middle Tennessee last week. Mm, so i guess we
1: we just didn't have you know all all you know the ingredients working for us today but you Mm -hmm. know because that's a that's a perspective i wasn't able to get because i had to watch it on tv but okay so on tv it just looked like it was it looked it looked like a forced pass on tv
0: -hmm. he was he was open for a split second yeah
1: and they 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 did a good job of tackling like i was kind of I didn't know whether to be mad, like not mad, but kind of to be disappointed in our guys or just give them praise because, you know, like in that third quarter and second quarter, they had safeties coming down that was tackling our running backs and stuff Mm one-on-one. And I remember you said, man, it looked like somebody missed the block. And I'm like, no, nobody missed the block. That was number six coming down one-on-one with Debo, and he made the tackle two times in a row.
0: Kudos to him, man
1: yeah I don't know. It's kind of like, eh, you know, like debo you you can break this dude off. we <laughs> you one on one it's hard to tackle him, but they was they was wrapping up and getting the legs, they weren't tackling up high. they was getting those legs and they was wasn't letting go and I'm like, well, I guess kudos, I guess I don't know if we're spoiled fan bases seeing our running backs always break those break those tackles so now that's what we expect but you know, I think I think they did a good job of you know having a great game plan, um, mm-hmm. especially on offense. I think they really confused our defense. We kind of had to settle in. Uh, they, I just didn't expect them to, to to become this ball control. I'm like, man, they're trying to get it to the fourth quarter and give them give themselves a chance. I was happy that we to see us in that situation and see us come up with the players at the end and win the game. You know, um, that was that was pretty cool to see. Like to see the offense. Come up with some plays, and you know, see the defense make some stops. So, if anything, I take that from it. You know, it's not, it's not what we wanted to see. But I mean,
0: we were the, we were the only team in Alabama to win the game. (laughs) Oh man, yeah, I was just (laughs) cause I saw the ending of the Alabama Tennessee game, and that was crazy. And then Auburn, you lost to Ole Miss. But I mean, I'm look at the end of the day, UAB won one of course but not only did they win they won by double digits 34 to 20 only two penalties for UAB in this game so that shows that we played smart and you you know you just look at the box score like first downs UAB had 28 Charlotte only had 12 Charlotte was 3 of 10 on third down i mean Overall, UAB played a good game, uh, take away just a couple of big plays, like that first touchdown that I was talking about earlier. And now that I'm looking at it, it wasn't a tight end that scored, that it was a wide receiver, Elijah Spencer. So Elijah I, I don't know what I was talking about earlier, so y'all can just disregard that. Um, but that kind of exploited
1: something um, mm-hmm. that's um, up the seams. Yes. They got, they got like three or four big plays up the seams. I'm glad we were able to see that during this game and hopefully – um, you know, I know David Reeves is a great coach.
0: Um, hopefully he's able to get in there and correct it. Mm-hmm, definitely. Um, on defense, I do want to give a shout out to you know, of course, Noah Water uh, 11 tackles, but Jalen Key, man, eight tackles. That I felt like that dude was all over the field today, so it was great to see him. Um, kind of hitting hard and getting around to the ball out there today. So, kudos to Jalen Key. Um, and I already said on the offensive side of the ball, Dylan Hopkins. Um, but I did want to mention a couple receivers. Fred Ferrier, man, two key catches for 24 yards uh, to get a couple first downs. Um, and also, hey, how about Rudolph getting that 35-yard reception? Um, I believe that was to start the second half, I believe. Um, and, of course, Tajon Palmer, three catches for 41 yards and the touchdown uh, reception. Um, yeah, so that really, all was around yeah.
1: That touchdown reception, that was all hands. It was. It was really good. Um, I see that potential in Fred Feria.
0: Me too, man. He's going to be the next. Na- like, I hate it, and I don't think we've talked about it on the pod, but Ron Davis is out for the rest of the year. He had to have hip surgery on his other side of his hip, which I hate it for him um but i mean hey fred farrier we know what we're, what he's capable of i mean you've seen it in the scrimmage we've seen it in the practice so and now we've seen it in a couple games so he is more than capable of you know kind of te- taking that uh where ron davis left off he seems so sure-handed you know like yes. kick, it was very strong um
1: so hopefully as time go by you know as the season go along i really want us to see like that hey, let's 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 get this kid involved more like i I think it's time, you know, he just seemed so sure-handed and just seemed to be in the right spots. I like him, man. I really do. And um hopefully we able to target him. I don't think Trey had his best game.
0: He dropped a couple.
1: Um so I'm looking forward to seeing him bounce back uh, big time against WKU. Well, we're going to see meet. what they
0: what they were doing on Shrop though. They were kind of taking him out of the game. Now he did end up yeah, Shrop got three catches for 48 yards, but they were kind of playing cover 2. Like a lot and kind of kind of blanketed him to where he didn't really have many opportunities. So they, I guess they watched that Middle Tennessee film and said, "Well, we're going to take him away and force somebody else to." Were they from your from your view? Were they like bracketing him? Yes, Or that's what I saw. Yeah, I'll have to go back and watch it for sure. But they really did kind of have two guys on him the whole time, like to where he wasn't gonna get loose on them.
1: Oh, I guess what I was kind of more so disappointed in is like he had a couple shots over the middle, and that um.
0: Oh, the one he tried to catch with one hand? Yeah, I remember he had that.
1: that one. It's, it's another one when Dylan fit in there. Um, It would have been a big gain there over the middle, and he alligator-armed it. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if he was able to see it in the stadium too well. I know they played it back a couple of times, and that's when he will catch. Mm-hmm. But I think he was anticipating the hit, but safety wasn't that close to him. that He was going to be able to make a 20-, 30-some-yard gain, get us in, in range, but that was a that was a big-time drop. I think he had like two or three of them like that, and I'm just—I guess I'm just so used to seeing him make those plays that I got to make those plays. So I know um, I'm anticipating Western Kentucky. I'm
0: anticipating Sharp having a big one. Yes, he—he's going to need to, but you know, Western Kentucky is going to watch this film and try to do some of these same things that Charlotte did. So hey, but it's—it works for us too, you know. Hey, UAB's got this on film, got experience. Just move on and get ready for Bowling Green next Friday. Um, but Darren do you have anything else that we want to hit? Oh, hey, Matt Quinn. Hey, he missed one, but he hit two key field goals. So it was good to see kind of Matt kind of get back. I know he wants that uh he missed a was it a
1: 45-yard field goal, I think? Yeah, Something in the 40 it, it, range.
0: One. Yeah. Yeah, but hey, at least he hit the other two.
1: And I and I would like to challenge the right side of our line uh Sydney Wills and Quincy McGee. They, they weren't holding or anything. And but I think I think I left side. If I could say, I think I left side. Uh, Will has some. He kind of got the business a little bit, but I say overall he won the battle. But I say Quincy and Sydney, those two uh, them uh, that the tackle that end, they gave them all they could handle. I was I started watching them particularly, and they kind of struggled. So I just um, I would like to issue a challenge because they they're better than better than what they put on film today. Yeah. Um, so I would like to see. I'm anticipating them to have a very those two guys to have a very good game because um, I thought they got kind of bullied today by those two dudes, you know, overall. So and I and I've seen them in those situations. I've seen them play better. That's that's what I, that's what I mean, you know. And I'm always going to expect uh, a lot from our old line. We have the talent, so you know that right side. I expect them to
0: have a big game next week. That's what I'm anticipating. Uh, I expect them to bounce back. Definitely. And before we get out to one more guy, I can't believe I had, I had my notes and I didn't mention earlier, but how about Grayson cash, man? So oh, yeah, interceptions today, man. He's, he's got to be the defensive MVP because you know, he got that interception last week um, against middle Tennessee, but getting two more today. I mean, he's just the interception machine. Like he's cash. Just, he's just cash money, man. He finds a way to get to run the ball. Like he, he, he just always, he's always over there where the ball is. So, Kudos to Grayson Cash uh, and getting us yeah, two picks
1: today. I, I like that that celebration of uh, the second one. <laughs> yes, <laughs> and two, two. Like sometimes <laughs> they all gonna test me, dog. You know, I, I love Grayson Cash. He's a uh, he's a leader. He's um he leads by action. He's always in the right spot most of the time. Most of the times he's taking the right angles on tackles. Mm-hmm. He saves touchdown. He saved touchdown on tackles. He causes turnovers. Um. He might be one of the most important players on this team because of his, because of his intellect. He's not the fastest guy, he's not the strongest guy, he's not the biggest guy. But some way somehow he's always around the ball making plays. I I don't know man, that's just a dude that know how to
0: play football. So shout out to Grayson, man. Definitely. All right, guys. Well, again, UAB improves to 4-2 and two overall and 2-1 and one in Conference USA play and picking up the W over the Charlotte 49ers, 34-20. to we got a big test coming this next Friday, this upcoming Friday night. Hey, Bowling Green against Western Kentucky, you know, they're coming off of a big win today. They just beat uh, Mill, Tennessee. Um, so it's going to be a showdown in Bowling Green. Can't wait to see, you know, how the guys look. But we will be back Tuesday morning with the Blazer Victory Podcast, where we will get you guys ready for WKU and an interview with Jared McDonald of the Bowling Green Daily News. So I know you guys uh can't wait to hear Jared's thoughts. You know, we've had him on the show before a couple years ago, back in 2020, when UAB last met up with these Western Kentucky Hilltoppers. But definitely looking forward to that. But Darren, you want to go ahead and close us out, buddy?
1: Big one coming up. We need this one. So we're going to need all of us. So Blazer Nation,
0: let's ride. And let's ride. Hey, before I'm ending this, shout out to my boy, Darren. Birthday boy coming up Monday morning. <laughs> hey, hey, I can't let you get out. Hey, you know, hey, I might be going to Jamaica um, tomorrow, but I can't let you get out. Um, Wishing you a happy early birthday on Monday, October 17th. So happy, happy early birthday, man. No, I appreciate you, bro. Thank you, man. And also, October 17th, Monday, is also my anniversary with my wife. So, Elizabeth, happy anniversary. And You know I got to shout out the boo thing, man.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Shout out boo thing.
0: Whoop, whoop. All right. All right, guys. We'll be back Tuesday. All right.